It's been a summer of heroes in popular culture. Films like The Avengers and The Dark Knight Rises continue to cash in at the box office, while in print, Marvel and DC Comics are rebooting their most popular superheroes. But one publisher is hoping that a character who's been around for over 80 years, since the days of radio serials, can capture readers' imaginations. Intern Edition's Sam Stander reports. The following piece was conceived of, and all interviews were conducted, before the release of The Dark Knight Rises. There is no intended connection between this piece and the recent tragedy in Aurora, Colorado. (laughs) Who knows what evil lurks in the hearts of men? (laughs) The shadow knows. The voice and laugh of the shadow from the intro to a 1938 radio broadcast, calls up a very specific image for those who know the character. He's out there, this vigilante character like Batman, only he's out there in the popular mind, at least, with 245s and and, uh, insane laughter doing what he wants. That's Jess Nevins, a librarian at Lone Star College in Texas and a widely recognized expert on Pulp Fiction. He's got the hat, the slouch hat, the, the cape, the, the hooked nose, and all those very memorable covers. It's been 82 years since The Shadow's inception in 1930, back when audiences still turned to the radio for pulpy adventure. The Shadow started out as a narrator of chilling crime serials. Then he morphed into a vigilante character, with his own exploits appearing in prose as well as radio. He was even voiced by Orson Welles. But the Shadow is no ordinary armed vigilante. He's also psychic. When he emerges from the night, he can cloud his enemies' minds, or make them tell him what he wants to know. If you're not sure how that works, think Obi-Wan Kenobi. These aren't the droids you're looking for. You might remember the nefarious hero and his smarmy alter ego, Lamont Cranston, from the 1994 film starring Alec Baldwin. Did you think you'd get away with it? Did you think I wouldn't know? Then again, you might not. It flopped. Since then, the shadow has been dormant. Now, New Jersey-based Dynamite Entertainment is betting that this old Cape Crusader still has some fire in him. They've introduced a new series set in the character's original pre-World War II milieu. Garth Ennis, a veteran writer of critically acclaimed, gritty, and often gross comics, is the writer on the new Shadow series. He has a complicated relationship with the character. As a character, he himself is not that interesting to write, largely because he's essentially a walking gun. Once he shows up, only one thing is going to happen. The, the really interesting character is the other half of the partnership, Lamont Cranston, who is a splendid 30s-style cad, a real swine, but it's him, it's his machinations that get the, the shadow into position so that he can take on the enemy. He can wipe out evil in the way that he does so well. Despite the character's long history, Garth Ennis first encountered Cranston and the shadow in comics form. Specifically, in Howard Shaken's grisly miniseries Blood and Judgment, which placed an ageless shadow in 80s New York to face an old foe. While new readers flocked to it, old shadow fans were not so pleased, says Shaken. My adaptation of the material antagonized a lot of the uh, fan base, what, what, you know, the, the, th- the eight guys out there who actually remembered it and gave a shit. I felt it was important to figure out a way to bring it into a contemporary context while still retaining the flavor that I identified. 
of the material. Along with its new series, Dynamite is reprinting Chaikin's much-beloved 1985 miniseries for the first time in over two decades. There's a stark tonal and visual difference between the two. Aaron Campbell, the artist for the new version, has given the comic a darker palette than Chaikin's. Chaikin's take featured a punky, pastel-filled New York City. Campbell's version is a gloomy, red-and-black-heavy nightmare. The new style befits a character who has always been on the grimmer side of the superhero spectrum. When people thought that the streets were dangerous and, and times were bad and crime was rising in the 30s, they, they turned to their fictional heroes, and the shadow was one of them. Every era has its own peculiar demons, but the popularity of certain heroes seems to be cyclical. Maybe people are ready to imagine the harsher brand of justice that the shadow is known for. We have much more of a taste for killer vigilantes than we've had in the past in popular culture, so that it used to be that superheroes just didn't kill. That was, that was the line they didn't cross, whereas now superheroes are, who kill are fairly common in comics. Even if the major ones don't, a lot of the more minor ones are still willing to take lives. And that's that's an environment for this image of the shadow, this imagined shadow, I should say. That's, that's a good environment for him to flourish in. Or so Dynamite hopes. It's a summer of bold superhero blockbusters on screen and shiny new versions of old heroes populating the shelves of comic shops. But it's also a tough economic time when people turn to escapist fantasies for catharsis. So what room does this leave for the shadow? Can a brutal agent of fate with the power to cloud men's minds win readers' hearts again? The shadow knows. <laughs> for NPR Intern Edition, I'm Sam Stander.